What's up, guys? Welcome to episode five of the Metal Loud podcast. Today I have with me Amir Muhammad, and we're going to be talking about all things music, movies, and life in general. But first, a couple site announcements. There are a lot of written reviews up on the site right now for Seosin's new album, for Thrice's new album, and for The Architect's new album as well. There's also a ton of new uh, music that's out as well. There's a uh, post about the new brand new song, about Whitechapel, uh, the Blink-182 song. There's, there's a lot that's up there, so go ahead and make sure that you check out the site for everything uh to make sure you stay up to date on that there won't be any video reviews for a while i'm not sure how long i'm going to try to get some done maybe next week i'm not sure how long it's going to take me to gun and get back into the swing of things i just went through a fairly big change in my life so it's going to be a little while and i appreciate you sticking with me on that uh but I will try to get more as much as uh, soon as I possibly can. But again, for now, on this podcast tonight, we do have Amir Muhammad joining us. All right, Amir, thank you so much for joining us today uh, to talk about music, life, and other stuff. Uh, glad to be here. Always happy to talk about music and life and other stuff. <laughs> All right, so what have you been listening to lately? All right. Um, it's been a pretty wild week music-wise for me. I've been kind of all over the map, really, in terms of genres. But um, as far as my favorites from this week, um, Thrice has put out a new record, um, which has been pretty much on repeat for me for the past few days. It's probably my one of my favorite records so far of this year, um, as well as some K-pop. I've been listening to Luna, who was part of, uh, well, she still is, she's still part of FX. Um, she went solo and had her old little mini album come out, and that's been pretty good. A lot of good electro pop tunes there, some trip pop, and not as much ballads as you would expect from a solo K-pop artist. Um, and Dead Mouse has actually put out a new single um, called Snow Cone, which surprisingly to me, upon listening to it, it's very trip hop. It's very different, and I'm enjoying this new direction. Hopefully, he sticks with it. But um, I know a lot of EDM heads will probably be like, "What the, what the hell is this? What's going on here?" <laughs> um, but that's what's been going on with me. That's that's what's been on rotation uh, for me. So awesome. Yeah. So about that uh, Thrice record. I mean, that I've I've never really been huge into Thrice. I've never like not like them, but just never enough to really start listening to them but this album i i'm honestly like it, it's it's a perfect album to me it is it is a very it's a very surprising album for me because it's um it's been like what five or so years since their last album major yeah. minor um and that album was pretty okay it was it, it was going into it many people who were fans of thrice were just like all right i think they're kind of just settling down i think this is going to be the last one we get for a while um and then they confirmed that they were going on a hiatus but um uh this new record to be everywhere is to be nowhere is is, is so phenomenally it's, it's such a thrice record and yet they've changed so much about them they're they're very much um a little i read your review of this record and one of the things i saw that was a little weird upon reading it, but then it made sense, was that it sounded a little more folky. Um, and there are times where that does come out a bit. There are a lot of acoustics in this record that surprised me. Um, and a lot of experimentation. Hurricane, um, the first track off of it, with like its you know, kind of twinkly pianos in the beginning, really, yeah. really set the mood for me. Um, and so that's what, that's what I came out of this record. I felt like it was just a very strong heavy hitting record that um definitely justified the five years we've been waiting for another thrice record to come out so i mean that's that's also to hear from somebody who actually like listened to them um because like i said going into this this is really the first actual record i've sat down and listened to and i was absolutely just blown away by how the the amount of skill and and talent in here as far as song crafting like 
like you said, Hurricane is, is that that beginning just sets everything up, and it's just uh, the the beginning guitar almost reminds me of something from like the Pixies, kind of. Yeah, I can definitely see that. They've got a very they're they're pulling from many wells, definitely from themselves. I'm hearing a lot of um, I'm hearing a lot of the artists in the ambulance. I'm hearing a lot of Vish uh, Vishu. I can never pronounce that album correctly. Um, I'm hearing a lot of beggars in this as well. Um, but they're also pulling from you know other bands from the '90s, and they're really experimenting. This is probably one of their most I would say experimented and yet not as experimental. It's really hard to say. It's just they they balance it so well that it's just it's really hard to talk about it. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's phenomenal though. Like, I, I think honestly, the first because uh, I heard the single "Black Honey" off of it, and that was the first song I heard. And as soon as I heard that song start, I wasn't sure how to feel about it. And then about like. 30 seconds in 45 seconds in or so i was so hooked to that song i was repeating that and then this album came out and i knew i had to listen to it and i i've literally had it on repeat like i as soon as it ends i'm just clicking all right repeat let's let's listen to this again it's that good i i just can't get over it, it no it's it's definitely a great record it's definitely an album of the year contender for me hmm. um and like I said, Hurricane is such a, a strong, um, a strong starting song. But also the long defeats, whistleblower. Whistleblower is fantastic. Whistleblower is is one of the most perfect ways to sort of cap off an album. I feel just for them, it's just it's pure thrice. It's everything we've expected from them, and they just pull it off perfectly. Um, and even like that little interlude they have for like that's like a minute long Seneca I really yeah. enjoyed Seneca a lot so yeah I, I, I like everything and all of it's so varied too like Blood on the Sand kind of has like this almost melodic hardcore sound to it and then other songs have like uh, more of a post hardcore vibe like they're they're all over the place but then yet it's so refined at the same time and it's something that not a lot of other bands can really do. Not a lot of bands. Oh, well, I would I would say that they can do it. They just don't do it very well. Well, they, they tried it. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, no, but I, I definitely get you. They um, I think with this record, it's just thrice have finally. I want to say finally. They've always known what kind of sound they are, but I think they've fully grown into themselves as a band. I feel. I think this is. A lot of hard work, a lot of time spent into this record, and it shows throughout all of its tracks. It's definitely, like I said, I've been saying this the entire time, it's, it is one of the best records of this year, I feel. Yeah, from what I've heard, absolutely. And I mean, like, I've it's already been a great year for music, and then this this last, uh, last couple of weeks has just been insane between that and, uh, I don't know if you, did you hear the new Seosin album? Oh no, I haven't. Oh my god, that's another one that you definitely need to listen to. That because that's another one that I would almost almost consider perfect to me because it sounds like it sounds as if Anthony Green had never left Seosin, but then they had continued on with him and they matured into this. That that's what it sounds like, and it's just it's so good. <laughs> oh my god, I'll have to. I'll, well, why don't you tell me more about it? Because I want to know more about this record. So, why so like, it, well, it's hard because like. Um, so it doesn't. The one thing I was kind of worried about, and you kind of got to worry about this when anytime you have somebody coming from like another band, that that other band's influence is going to impact. The, you know, so I was kind of worried that Circus Survive would encroach onto Seosin sound, but they it doesn't. It's not as out there as Circus Survive. It's not as like experimental. Um, it, it's more rooted in pure post hardcore. That kind of post-hardcore metalcore you know screamo people called it that came out in like the early 2000s yeah it has that vibe to it like the guitar work in it it definitely sounds like it, it's it's almost simplistic but yet not like I don't, I don't know it's hard to explain like some of the songs i really thought i was listening to something that was released 10 years ago not not today and i mean that in a good way <laughs> you know like like as if they if they were released then they would have become classic songs and the opening song of it um 
is just uh, was Silver String is just absolutely fantastic. Um, what is it? Let me see it. Yeah, the Silver String and just his voice and it, it, the dynamic and the and then they have him with his clean vocals and then against the screaming vocals. Um, the song Sore Distress is kind of this like eerie atmospheric song too. Um, they're all just like it, there's no song on here I don't like, <laughs> um, which is rare. I'm trying to think because it's you know. It's funny that you mentioned like finding a song that you don't like on a, a record that you do love like completely. Yeah. yeah. Because it's funny because you brought up Black Honey, and that's kind of how I feel about Black Honey, where it's like I like this song a lot, but it's like it's not my favorite of the record, but I don't hate it because <laughs> it, it fits in with the record. So I get what you're saying. So yeah, well, like what I mean is because I mean there's kind of like different levels of like not liking. There, there's some albums that have songs that like I absolutely just hate. I might love that album, but I hate that song. And I'll, I'll, one that comes to mind that always springs to mind is actually uh, "Bring Me the Horizon." Their <laughs> album, Sep- I, I know, their their album, Sepaternal. I love that album, but it has one song on there um, called "Antivist." And yeah. I hate that song so bad. It is it is just it's so jarring on that album. Like it's it's such a bad song. And that album's actually good. Um it was the first time I actually like took Bring Me the Horizon seriously. And that song just drags them down so bad on there. Um <laughs> it's so bad. But I'm like so- I'm I'm still on you for the fact that you you're talking about bring me the horizon. But well, please, that, please. <laughs> I will defend I will defend that album. That album is actually good. I like that album. Um, that, like I said, that was the first time I actually took them seriously and said, "Holy, like, wow, this is actually uh, not bad for metalcore." Um, but anyways, there's songs like that where I absolutely hate them. There's song, but there's also songs where it's like, okay, I've listened to the entire album 100 times, and these couple songs whatever you know I, I don't hate them but they're kind of i could dismiss them the album you know it's not any better or worse for these songs but like on, on the thrice album and on uh Sayosin's album i haven't found a single song like that there's not a single song where i've been like i think this song is gonna fade on me over time yeah yeah i get you that's good that's um i feel like that's it's it, it is very hard to find a record that does give you that feeling that songs won't fade on you because a lot of the times, and not to really call shade to these artists, I'm, I, I mean this genuinely because I love them, love them to death. Um, Views, Lemonade, Life of Pablo, you know, and I know I sound like I'm just bringing up black artists, but it to me, I feel like it's very prominent within those artists. They'll bring out a song, uh, rather a record, and as a whole, the record is phenomenal to me. I feel like Lafa Pablo is very good. I feel like Lemonade is very good. You and I don't agree on views. I like views. Um, <laughs> I like views as as a whole. But then when you when you dissect it and pick out you know songs from it, it's like, well, half the songs on views are filler. They're not going to last, you know, as much as other songs will. Um, and I feel that same way with Lemonade. Um, Daddy Lessons, I feel like, is not going to last too well. I don't like it too much compared to other people. Um, but if you can just sort of manage to find an album where it just feels like this will stay in your head for as long as it can, I feel like that's the mark of a good record. So, Yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, there, there's so few albums that I've found where it's like the entire album... Like even my favorite albums usually have one or two songs that either I'll skip or I just don't feel are as strong as the other ones. And and these are, I would say I probably have maybe four albums, including these two. That and I'll and I'll revisit them, of course, in like a year to see if what I'm saying right now is true or I'm lying out my ass. But um, like there's, there, I think there's maybe four albums I've listened to where I could actually say all the way through every song is just as strong as the other ones. Yeah. 
I mean, like, even even like Taking Back Sunday's Louder now, which is definitely one of my favorite albums and my favorite Taking Back Sunday album, still has a bunch of songs on there that I'm not like really into. Like uh, Up Against, My Blue Heaven, um, and even 2020 Surgery. I'm not like, I generally like skip those at this point. That's that's unfortunate because those have <laughs> those happen to be one of my, my oh, favorite songs on oh, the record. But, uh, <laughs> um, but before we before I forget to bring this up, and speaking of taking back uh, taking back Sunday's ladder now, uh, how about that brand new that brand new record? <laughs> yeah, uh, nice, I am nice. a nightmare. <laughs> you like that segue? It's I did like close. that segue. That was good. <laughs> um. It's just the re- for anyone listening, I guess. Um, when I initially heard "Brand News," I am a nightmare. Um, my initial response at the end of the track, as soon as it was finished, was, "Wow, that's a really good Taking Back Sunday song." <laughs> I like it, and then that was that was it. It just like I love the song, but it sounds like Brand New doing a, a variation of Taking Back Sunday. That's just. That was my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I get that. I started hearing that after I listened to it, and as, as everyone listening to this knows, I'm not a brand new fan at all. Um, and surprisingly, the two songs that they've released so far, I've really, really liked, including "I Am a Nightmare." And it almost reminds me of, I would say, either "Take Me Under." You honestly, uh, Bayside. Oh yeah, definitely. It really reminds me of a Bayside song, which is hilarious because Bayside released a new song and it's terrible. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Bayside. Well, I mean, at this point, what sounds like Bayside? I mean, I haven't uh, listened true. to Bayside in a while since since two thousand and five. So oh, well, oh, okay. Well, you're well, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like the new, I have a nightmare. Reminds me, of, and, and or it kind of reminds me of a more evolved uh, Deja into. Yeah, definitely. I feel like with this, with this track, I am a nightmare, and with their last one, um, mean. I, how do you pronounce that? Actually, do you know? I, I in my head, I say meanie, <laughs> and I think that's correct. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with it. Well, we all know what song I'm talking about. Yes. But, um. It sounds like they're going, they're going backwards almost. Not, I, I guess it's it, because when we think about brand new, we think of how they've kind of progressed from being this really like pop punkish emo ish <laughs> type band to Deja into new, where they really matured, you know, like significantly in that amount of time, and then the devil and God are raging inside of me, which really just took them to another level. Um, I feel like they're kind of scrapping the devil and God are raging inside of me. Um, going back to Deja Antonu, going back into their first record, um, but with a lot of Daisy into it as well. Yeah. The first song, Mini almost, Mini almost sounds like uh, more Daisy. It sounds like a continuation of that versus this sounds more like a continuation of Deja. And I think it, it has to do with their, they're going back with, um, you know, making catchy hooks and doing those riffs that are yeah. just earworms and, you know, doing you know, the type of songs you probably find in, you know, rock band or guitar hero, you know, it, it definitely sounds like a guitar hero type song. And I, I enjoy it because of that. It brings a lot of nostalgia to me. Um, and it's, I think it's nice that a lot of bands are kind of going back to sort of like early 2000s alternative because it was, you know, not a good decade by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> yeah. but those songs are so embedded um, to me in my DNA. Um, so when I hear it now, um, it really just brings back like a, a simpler time almost. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, even though a lot of those weren't great, I think a lot of them had potential. And I think revisiting that sound now for a lot of these bands that have matured and and changed their sound and evolved their sound over time i I think it's a good idea i mean compare because all of them have changed so drastically if you look at 
you know, taking back Sunday's first album compared to Happiness Is, uh, you know, if you can take um, your favorite weapon compared to Daisy, if you take, um, you know, Say Anything's Baseball compared to I Don't Think It Is, the, the one they just released, they're all so drastically different. Um, and they, they've, they're all way more evolved. Uh, so I think kind of going back and saying, hey, we could sound like this, but we could do it better. And I'm sure that's not their mindset. I'm sure they're not sitting down there being like, listening to you know, Deja Into or uh, your favorite weapon and being like, let's let's write songs like this. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe they are, but I doubt it. Um, I th- I think with um, with, you know, it's very interesting that you bring that up because, like I said, it definitely sounds like Deja. It definitely sounds like your favorite weapon, but um, um, lyrically. Like I, t- it took me a couple of listens to really dig deeper into it, past the you know the riffs and the, the nostalgia, um, and there's a lot of God talk in this record as well, just as much as it was in um, the Devil and God are raging inside of me. So I think like like you're saying, like we're, they're cherry picking and saying we can make this better, um, and I always think that's great when bands can do that, and I always and I think it's really great that that Jesse. Um, it's finally getting over his uh, his thing with Taking Back Sunday that he can just make a Taking Back Sunday. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knows? Maybe we'll see a uh, a makeup tour. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. Oh my god, I would love to go to it, but I don't think that'll ever happen. No, I, the last I'd heard was uh, there's still a feud going on, so <laughs> I doubt that'll ever happen. Um, the great scene feud of fucking 2004. Still going on, dude. A decade later? I mean... Oh, no. Jeez, <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. Uh, I think my, my friend was bringing it up the other day. He was like, uh, what if what if this whole thing is just being faked? Like, what if all these years they've been, like, best friends and just are messing with everyone? That would be the biggest plot <laughs> twist <laughs> in American history. <laughs> like they right before right before they break up, they just announce this whole thing was a joke. We were we were all friends this whole time. So like we never actually hated <laughs> anyone. Maybe we hated Newfound Glory, but who doesn't hate <laughs> Newfound Glory? Oh my god, that whole scene is a mess. <laughs> I wouldn't say the scene. You know what? The fans, like, man, we we all grew up. That's that's scary. Man. <laughs> we... <laughs> Ten years ago. Oh, oh simpler times, darker days. You know what's yeah. <laughs> But um, God. Um, what else? What else has been on rotation for you? Uh, for me, it's honestly it's been um, Sales and Thrice and uh, Architects released a new album. I I've never heard of Architects. So <laughs> all right, so they're like a uh, they're a UK metal band. Um, they kind of started off in the same vein as like Bring Me the Horizon. Then they hit this album called Hollow Crown, and it's like straight up mathcore. It's crazy how good that album is. And then they kind of fell off for a little bit. And then the last two, the album they released, the last one, and then this one are actually uh, pretty good. It's 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 fairly straightforward, like technical metal, metalcore. Um, this, this album breathes a little more like atmosphere into things, just a little bit more deaf to the electronic work and stuff. Um I'm not sure if you'd be into any of that, but uh, it's well, I'll, I, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all right. Um, but their 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 new albums actually, I was surprised because they released um, they released a couple singles for it, and I didn't like the singles at all. It sounded like they all sounded exactly the same as the last album. They all sounded fairly generic, and like I was not looking forward to this. But the singles they released just did not do the album justice. So that's always unfortunate when um when singles can't because I feel like singles at this point in time for music are always the weakest aspect of an album at this point. Sometimes I I feel like they're like I said like uh, with Thrice Black Honey was the single they released and that is my 
like favorite song off that album um you know but yeah i mean sometimes it's weird which which songs they choose seem to be like the the almost like the weakest songs off the album yeah i mean that that also really reminds me this is going to be an amazing segue right now in three two one but the single that Luna put out for her new oh. mini album. Um, just to switch this to K-pop really quickly. Um, but uh, her single that she put out recently, uh, Free Somebody, which is a very EDM dance pop sort of sort of track with you know keys going and a lot of simps. And it's, it's a very pleasant track. I like the track. It's not my favorite of her mini album. Of the remaining five tracks on her mini album is definitely not my favorite um so yeah you're you don't know anything about k-pop not really um i'm not gonna say that i'm opposed to it though because i've listened to i've listened to k-pop i've listened to j-pop and i'm actually both of them i've found stuff i like so I'm not opposed to it. It's just more, it sounds so complicated. Like I see you post, I see other people post about all these bands and these like fandoms and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm so lost. <laughs> I mean, I, I've always kind of dabbled in K-pop for, for many years. Um, but always kind of gently, you know, poking my foot in the water. Like, I like this, you know, I like that, you know. Um, it wasn't until like, the beginning of this year um where i really started like delving more into it and learning more bands um more artists more more different genres etc cetera, etc cetera. um and i'm at a point where i can now sort of say these are my groups these are my favorites within this group um and just being you know it really helps when you're in a community that also enjoys this music the same way you know like seeing kids stick together they're always talking about the new releases or metal heads or rap heads um you know k-pop fanatics um definitely come through when it comes for information um and they definitely are the reason why i know half of the artists i know now um so that's always good it's always good to have a good community um within yeah. music yeah definitely i would say and uh speaking of rap heads You've had a chance to listen to the new Chance. I have not. What do you What do you think of that album? Um, I think Chance, the rapper. You have to say the whole thing. <laughs> I think Coloring Book is a logical next step for him as a rapper coming from acid rap. Um. And it's a completely different record. I dare to say Coloring Book is a gospel record um, compared to Acid Rap, which was very much a druggy-induced, cloudy hip-hop record. Um, and he's matured. He's he's grown up. Chance has, you know, he's always been kind of like the positive rapper. You know, he's doing Arthur's song. He's being like the shining light. He's really gospel and down with Jesus Christ, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but there are a lot of good tunes on Coloring Book um, that aren't just, you know, devoted to to the word of God. <laughs> um, same drugs, no problems, um, all we got, you know, like if you, it has the, the allure of going into church, but when you dig a little deeper into it, you know, chances, you know, still rapping about sort of the similar same things. Um, they all just sound really, it just sounds a lot better. And you got Kanye West on a track. So clearly he's coming on up for Chicago. Um, and I think it's one of, the, I think it's one of the better hip hop records to come out in a long time. Definitely. It's definitely more um, memorable than views. Um, it's not, I would say it's a lot more preachier than the life of Pablo in terms of gospel aesthetics. Um, and it's, you know, it's just a really solid record. It's not, you know, it, 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 he's not doing anything that you haven't expected from him. He's just fine tuning it. 
um, and putting more of a gospel stamp on it. So, oh, well, it's uh, it sounds pretty interesting. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I haven't uh, had the opportunity to listen to it yet, but I've been wanting to because he's been one of uh, I would say he's definitely been one of the more interesting people out there um, in in terms of rap. He he's definitely changing the game in many ways because coloring book um is obviously a free free album he put it out for free last he's done for many of his it's not even an album it's a mixtape really he calls it a mixtape in, in the um in one of his songs but um he's one of the few people still doing mixtapes he puts it out for free um he's trying to get a grammy um as he's been alluding to many 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 times um in the past um and they might be changing the rules based on this because we're now seeing streaming becoming a more viable way of boosting sales and adding numbers to the billboard charts now so that's true and that's actually interesting that it's his album that's really doing that and you know you would have thought you would have saw that with life of pablo um, considering how much of a uh, emphasis he put on the fact that it was only on title, and I'm making finger air quotes, because um, <laughs> you know we all know, um, but that that had such an impact on on streaming. You know, you, you would have thought that if anything, that would have kind of kickstarted the whole trying to change things. But it comes out from chance, and he's still relatively. I would say he's relatively unknown. I mean, he's not huge. You know, people don't really talk about him the same way they'll talk about Kanye or or Drake or you know anybody else. Yeah, he's he's still a young kid, you know, in the game. Um, but it's because of the fact that he doesn't really sell. Um, he's very because, like I said, he's been putting it out um, for free. He's not really all his music videos. I, you know what? I think that's what it is. I think it's the time that he's come into um, because he has a very large fan base, like all over social media, oh, yeah. and that's where he's getting people to listen to his music. Where Kanye West, where Drake, Beyonce, Jay Z, all of these cats, um, we had, we still had MTV, we still had BET. And they had, <laughs> you know, they had their way of doing it that way and that was like you know the old rules the old ways um and chances kind of setting the new ways and it's good that you brought up the life of pablo because kanye wanted to do what chance is doing now or it seemed like that's what he was trying to do um by being title only um and then moving to spotify and then to to apple music but then he ended up selling it um physically in some ways and that you know, like he tried, you know, he really yeah. did try, but Chance is really out here doing it. Um, but if there's one thing I have to say that Chance does, along with his peers, along with his mentors, Kanye, you know, Drake, Beyonce, um, is that they're all paving the way for, for streaming media. And this is where I get to make up for me for solely talking about black artists having one song that I don't like. It's the, you know, it's the fact that these guys are really changing the ways we look at streaming music now. Back when Rihanna was doing Anti, that was a huge major deal. Back when Jay-Z was doing Magna Carta, um, that was a huge deal for Samsung, for streaming, and for all of that. And so I think Chance is kind of stepping it up to the next level of saying, this is where we can go with streaming, and this is how I know because, you know, I've charted now. I'm the only artist within a mixtape um, that is streaming only that is now on the billboard charts and that's monumental so yeah see i'm i'm very i wouldn't say anti-streaming but i'm really not a fan of it um for a lot of reasons but i still think it should be taken seriously and i think that's a lot of because you were talking about his uh social media fan base and you know it's it's kind of like um for instance, and I, I know Mike groan at this, but uh, Mac Miller came out because of a YouTube video for Donald Trump, and that's kind of how he blew up. Yeah, and, you know that's something that you know five six years ago you would never see that happen. He he would have been who who would have known his name at any point, you know. But 
because of social media, because of streaming and all this stuff, and, and because you're not just streaming like Spotify, but like YouTube and everything else, you're getting these artists who probably would have stayed unknown, and yet they're blowing up because, as they rightfully should. We're getting artists who are actually good rising to the top versus before they were lucky if maybe they got a record deal and, and they became known. Yeah, and I feel with one of the few artists in recent memory I know that kind of got in um, in it, in uh, the industry that way through like this sort of viralness and this sort of um, getting to know people um, in that way. Um, Big Sean kind of came in that way. He was there was a video of him doing a freestyle at one of Kanye's parties that went viral. And then Kanye ended up just signing him, and now he's he's one of the bigger rappers um, today in mainstream hip hop. Um, but with streaming and with YouTube, we are definitely getting a, a lot more uh, people who are who are more underground, who are finding their voice within the social media community. Um, Run the jewels, yeah. Just just to <laughs> drop that name <laughs> has has kind of finessed that to me. I feel um, the whole social media presence and the whole I wouldn't say viralness of them, but the fact that you know the two of them were primarily underground rappers. Um, Killer Mike used to hang out with Outkast, but he 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 hadn't really had a big name for himself. And LP was an underground New York rapper who hung out with Aesop Rock. So, you know, when they collided together and they started putting their stuff out for free and doing, you know, cat remixes of their <laughs> of their mixtapes, um, you know, that's that's where I see it, you know. So we are getting more we are getting, you know, Vince Staples, who should be a bigger yeah. name now, but he isn't, and I don't get why. Um we you know, we're getting Vince Staples, we're getting we're getting Chance. We're getting Vic Mensa. We're getting BJ the the Chicago kid, or um, you know, a lot of I, a lot of people from Chicago. I don't know why I just dropped all of them, but <laughs> the Joey Badass. Um, oh yeah, the, you know, like all these young all these young people. Um, Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q. Um, the whole TDE clan, really. Um, Isaiah yeah. Rashad definitely is a new cat that's coming out now. But the funny thing about that going back to streaming, if I might, um, was that when the whole, when um, they came out and announced, yeah, streaming will contribute to whether or not you go platinum or diamond or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Kendrick Lamar came out, or rather TDE came out and said, streaming doesn't count. Um, it's not platinum until we get like a million physical sales. And so you still have artists who are kind of like, well, you know, like, thanks, but we're not going to take it. So. Yeah, um, which is weird weird for him to say that, because I, I would put him in that category, too, as far as I think his popularity kind of blew up from social media and from YouTube and all that. Um, I, I know he had a lot of help with that, but I, I, I honestly, that's where I knew Kendrick from, was discovering through, like, social media and stuff. Um how about like uh, Lil B, who lives on, <laughs> and and w whether you like him or hate him, but also Hobson too. Lil B and Hobson definitely live through YouTube. Definitely yeah. live through Twitter. Um, the 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 thing about Lil B <laughs> is that you know he's been around forever. Oh yeah, he, he's been. He's been around since the dawn of man and the first fire of the world. He's been around. Um, but he and he has such a large plethora of music. If you were to download every single thing that he owns, it would you wouldn't be able to fit it anywhere, I feel. You would need like yeah. a three terabyte, you know, hard drive. He has so much music. Um yeah. but yeah, and he's able to he's able to consistently put it out because he has the social media fans. He has people on YouTube who you know who eat it up and who put it out. And you know, I'm not gonna like sit around and you know gas the guy up. You know, he's he's an okay rapper. You know, I'm not really you know like I know a lot of people love Little B. You know, I'm you know I'm kind of in the middle on it. I think he's got some good tracks. I think he's got a good presence. Um, 
he could be a bit of a bonehead. I think he could be a bit of an idiot. But, you know, um, but whereas Hobson, who definitely <laughs> also lives on YouTube, um, who I am not a fan of, um, yeah. just to get that out of the way, um, he is very deliberate. It's kind of like he times these things out where he's like, all right, enough time has passed. Let me drop this. Um, and so many people will eat it up and they'll be talking about it for weeks because of what he is saying. And he can sustain himself off of that hype until the next track. Um, and so if there's anything positive to say about Hobson, it's that he does know how to manage himself. Whereas little B, he can, he can do this all day, really. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, as far, especially as far as like talent, um, I would definitely say little B is miles ahead of Hobson, but, um, I kind of agree with that a little bit. Like, I, he has a huge presence of people who like absolutely love him for the just batshit crazy things he says sometimes on like Twitter and stuff. Um, and my favorite thing about that is it's all, it's all an act. Like, a lot of people don't realize that all his like, you know, swag, money, all that stuff is all an act. Like, he he has like all the he has all those those songs where I forgot what he calls them. Um, he always gives them like stupid titles, but then he has like the actual albums that are like good, um, you know, not great, but they're not just you know screaming about money and swag for you know three minutes per track. <laughs> he definitely has. He definitely can be a conscious rapper. Um, yeah. He. I'm trying to think. There was a record he put out, uh, or rather, mixer. I keep saying that i don't know but he has a he had a mixtape come out um angel exodus i feel um which was one of his his standout mixtapes and i feel like it was really good he released a song last year or two years ago um no black person is ugly um which is a very inspiring uplifting track about the about african americans of all colors and shapes um and just really praising him. It's the kind of song that you don't see often enough within hip-hop where it's just, I love everyone. Black people are beautiful. No black person is ugly. Um, and he, he actually has a lot of songs that are, are like that. And it's, it's weird because, you know, like I'd first heard of him for, again, the just crazy shit he was saying like you know all the i'm god and you know all this stuff um and then i actually went on youtube one night and was listening to his stuff and i was like there's no way this is the same person like <laughs> there's no way he's going from songs like uh, what is that wonton soup to the, the i forgot what song he had where he's like he wrote it from like the perspective of the street and i really like that song I forgot what the name of it is, but I, I love that song. He, he like he wrote it like as if you know, for, for, as if he was the actual streets that he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, Little B isn't isn't dumb. He knows what he's doing. That's what I mean. Um, like, yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I agree with you. Like, I, I you know, I just I don't know. It's just when he does the stupid shit, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I mean, I, I feel the same way about him. I mean, but th that's the whole thing is that's about, you know, he he's another one that really kind of blew up because of social media. Like, if if things like Twitter and Facebook didn't exist, he probably wouldn't have half the fan base that he does. And that's he he, de he definitely wouldn't have had the 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 major solo career. He would have, you know, still been a Bay Area rapper and only been a Bay Area rapper. Um, but through social media, he became this this cult phenomenon, really. Um, yeah. Um, uh, but back to streaming. Um, <laughs> so here, here's my beef with streaming. And this is why... Because uh, actually, I don't know if you saw this, but the site Bandcamp, which is probably my favorite site for music, yeah. they... Uh, they kind of released a statement about what they're they're all about and how they feel about streaming and stuff like that. And I and one of the things I like about them is it's basically it's run by the artists. So if an artist wants to charge you ten dollars for an album, they can. If they want to charge five dollars, they can, and they get that money. Um, 
you know, obviously I'm sure Bandcamp takes a cut, but it's not like Spotify where you have like a million uh, listens and you're getting 50 cents for it. Um, and I like it because uh, Bandcamp gives you the option of get, actually, this is one thing that's really important for me is they give you the opportunity. If it's going to be digital to download it in any format, including FLAC, ALAC, um, MP3, 320, anything you want versus like iTunes or any of these where it, it's always like capped at a maximum of like 256 uh, kilobits per second. And that's just ridiculous to me. Um, I, I And that's why I stick to physical generally because I'd rather take a physical CD and rip it than have to deal with the subpar quality of, of most digital media sites. Yeah, I yeah, and that's... Um... That's ironically, that's what title was essentially made for was to sort of stop the the bullshit um, quality that a lot of digital music gets put out in, and it's like high quality, you know, high fi. This is definitely the type of music you want to hear, um, and the rollout from that was just well, I mean, it just it was laughed at. I mean, they managed to get a couple of millions of. Um, subscribers now from lemonade but i mean you know before that i don't think anyone was really too concerned about it and that's the thing for people like us and for a, a small fraction of listeners that can tell the difference when they're listening to something that's a lower quality compared to something else i don't think many people really can tell the difference I think it, it well. A lot of it also depends on what you're using to listen to it. Um, I mean, if you're listening through the, like the iPod uh, or iPhone he headbuds, then you know it's not going to make a difference whether you're listening to a flat track or you know low quality MP3 or something. It's going to sound exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed it like my uh, like in my car, for instance. There's a you can definitely tell the difference between even even going from like the iTunes max quality, which is like 256 to MP3 at 320. There's still such a difference in the quality of it. Um, there's less distortion. There's less popping. There's less static. There, there's, there's huge jump in that little bit of uh, a higher bit rate. So I, I think it just depends on what you're using to listen to it. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, I think the casual listener of music, you know, will just pop in like their Apple earbuds or yeah. you know, a casual pair of headphones uh, into their phones and, you know, not even really think about it. Um, but, I mean, just because, you know, we're on the topic and I thought about it and um, not to go back to, to K-pop, but this this is relevant. This is relevant. <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, <laughs> just, to, just to plug in another album I have been listening to um, and to talk about the whole quality of it. Um, but I was listening to uh, Jung Kyun's new, uh, his first album, actually, She Is, um, which is a fantastic record. I love it. It's great. It's got an interesting sound. It's very different um, in terms of most K-pop records that I've listened to. Um, and probably my favorite male artist solo Records since Dean's uh, 130 Mood. But outside of that, I was listening to that through my earbuds. Um, and, you know, it sounded all right. But then I took it downstairs to my basement where I have like these big speakers and subwoofers um, because we we work in music, obviously. So we have this huge thing. Um, and I decided to put it on there. And the difference, just being able to actually hear the bass line in many of these in these tracks on this album goes miles compared to just being able to hear it on like rinky dink earbuds <laughs> so well you know like i do agree with you that like you know if you can shell out the cash if you can shell out you know for quality top you know top gear um headphones like sennheisers or bose or to just get speakers with good subwoofers, 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 <laughs> <laughs> subwoofers. Um, then your music experience will definitely go a lot further than if you were to just have earbuds. But you know the thing is, are people really going to want to shell out sixty bucks for like Sennheisers? You know, 
I, I mean, yeah, I guess the average person isn't really going to do that, which is kind of sad because, uh, I mean, it, it's really like the quality of the, the Apple, because I have a pair, because um, as much of an anti-Apple person as I am, I did own an iPod, because that's one of the few Apple products I actually thought was decent, um, and it plays in my car, but... I, I use the headphones and they're just so bad I can't get over it. Like I I, I just made, went through a move and I had all my headphones and stuff packed up and the only thing I had left was the Apple earbuds and I dug through all my boxes to find my headphones because I just could not deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's like once you go from having good quality, it's really hard to go back to to anything else really. Yeah, you just you notice it so much, and like I said, it, like in my car, um, like I had, uh, I I messed up like re ripping some of my CDs, so they ripped at a lower quality, and I had to go through all of them and just redo it because just playing in my car, um, and my my stereo system's not like it's it's decent, um, it's obviously it's not aftermarket or anything, uh, it's just a Volkswagen, but. It, it, the difference in the sound quality is just so drastic. I can't go back to it because I hear every single little pop, every every distortion, every like oh, I just can't do it. Yeah, and what's what's really funny is when it comes to to digital media, when it's like uh, you know MP3s and whatnot. You know, if I'm listening to to like um, the new Thrice record or Chance the Rapper's record or which will or in the future, I'll probably be listening to EXO's new record um, through, you know, Apple earbuds. It'll be like, all right, you know, I can tolerate this. But, um, but you know, digital media, you know, speakers, whatever, you know, I can make it sound better. But when it comes to vinyl records, not to just sort of dive into that topic, but yeah. just the, the, when I listen to records through, you know, my headphones plugged into the receiver or just through the speakers... You know, I kind of enjoy hearing those those little you know static bits, those little those little moments of distortion in your records, and that comes from either having a really old record or holy shit, clean your fucking <laughs> records. But <laughs> but um, you know, it's like sometimes you just have an old record and you can just hear the scratches. Sometimes and you can hear like the pops, and I don't know. Like I think that's the only instance where that's okay. Yeah, I mean, th th I think it's also a little bit different versus like because vinyl, it's it's part of the charm versus digital. You're not expecting to, you're expecting to be as clean as possible. That's like the advantage of digital. Um, you know, vinyl has that kind of the the pops and stuff are part of its its charm, basically. So that's, I mean, that's, that's how I kind of feel about that. I mean, I feel like it, it's, it's a different, two different formats. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, but I think also vinyl, I think it's a whole different culture and like you have the, what's becoming popular and I do not understand why for the life of me is cassettes again. <laughs> And it's such a, like, for lack of a better word, it's such a hipster thing to me. And I get it for some certain things. Like, there was this cool band that, that released a uh, kind of retro synth pop album, and then uh, one side of the tape was actually a video game, um, which was really, really cool. But, like, I forgot how it played, but, like, that was such a cool idea and i think it works for that and it works for that band but like all these bands are going back and doing cassette tapes and stuff and my whole thing is like why would you want that they're expensive to produce they're there there's nobody has a cassette player anymore they're low quality you can only fit so much on them like there's no reason for them to have a revival i think it's very funny that we at this point in our time are actually arguing against cassettes it's like i feel like there's like a hierarchy sort of like pyramid scheme going on here where it's like you know like vinyl puritists are like why are you listening to cassettes that's really stupid and then people who listen to to digital or rather cds are going to be like why are you listening to vinyl like that's all played out 
And then people are like, you know, why are you listening to CDs? <laughs> you know, it's like we just keep tumbling down this 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 list. It's a it's a spiral. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, like, so here's here's the thing. Like vinyl, I totally get. It, 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 vinyl, I understand. Um, CDs, I get just because they're more of a transportation for digital media than they are like an actual physical medium to me. Like they they are obviously, but like to me that's more how I use them at least is they're more just this is a way to get digital media to me and for me yeah. to have a backup copy of this. Yeah. Um, you know, and then vinyl like it has the whole nostalgia factor. Vinyls also look really cool. Like you, they do some really crazy designs with them, and I like that's almost art um, in in of, of itself, and also. There's just a lot with vinyl that I think works. I just do not get cassettes. I, I don't think they should be having a revival. I don't understand why they're having a revival. I, I'm not into it. It's Someone's going to, you know, fans have their things, <laughs> and we can silently judge them from afar. But <laughs> and I will, because you know what? It's, 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 it's like, to me, it's like this. Um, it's like if, if vinyl was actual film, and then you have you know like on a reel or something, and then you actually and then cassettes are VHS tapes, and then CDs are, are DVDs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get the, I get the reel, I get the projector. That's awesome. I totally understand that. I get the you know DVDs. Those are good. Those are a way to get you know high quality movies or Blu-rays and stuff. I understand that. Where does VHS fit into <laughs> Nobody is longing to go back and say, I want to watch this movie on VHS. Unless it, I understand if it was a movie that was originally released on VHS. I could kind of understand that. But who who in their right mind is looking at Mad Max Fury Road and being like, I want a VH cop, VHS copy of this? I, you know, I don't... It's, it's a niche. I, I'm willing to accept it purely it's for the stupid. fact that it's... <laughs> I, I'm I'm purely willing to accept it because, um, you know, people have different niches and that's just how they they operate. I mean, am I gonna go out and buy fucking you know Ex Machina on fucking VHS? No. Am I gonna buy like the next fucking whatever record that is really hot and popular in the summer on cassette? Hell no, I'm not gonna do that because that's the, for one. I don't have a cassette player like in in this day and age i should but i don't have a cassette player i have a cd player before i have a cassette player <laughs> um yeah but i it's just you know there has to be something about it that has gotten people to make it want to come back so i think it's i think it's the fact that it's a niche thing like that's to me like where this is why it's being driven is like look how obscure we can be and that's honestly what it feels like you know. I, yeah, I mean, if you want to blame someone, I think you can you can storm into Urban Urban uh, <laughs> Urban Outfitters. Sorry, I don't know why I was about to say Urban Dictionary, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. I storm it. <laughs> you could go to Urban Outfitters and be like, "You need to stop this. Just stop right now." <laughs> uh, um, well, they have a ton of problems, anyways. I mean, there's a lot wrong with them. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not going to talk about the fact <laughs> that. The CEO supported Rick Santorum, but that's that's another, uh, that's another thing for another time. Were they, so. they, were they the, were they the ones that were like suing over the Native American thing? Um, or yes. was that a... no Urban Urban? I was about to say dictionary again. Urban <laughs> Outfitters was the one that sued. I think the Navajo yeah community and won. Yeah, yeah. To be able to have their their shit on their on their clothing, which is. Don't don't uh, shit Urban Outfitters unless you're trying to get a vinyl record. In which case, I'll let it slide. But don't. I, there's other places to get vinyl that aren't like corporate <laughs> monsters. And I hate I hate that feeling of you know fight the man. But like seriously, how do how does that happen? Like, uh. yeah, it's it's a pretty you know spend your money wisely. Actually, yeah. Why am honestly if you're buying records from Urban Outfitters, then I mean, well. <laughs> not to be judgmental towards anyone because a lot of people do it i've done it yeah i bought the beach house record depression cherry from urban outfitters so i can't really be 
yeah. too shady. <laughs> I think we've all, I think at some point in our lives, we've all kind of bought something from Urban yeah. Outfitters. Well, know? I mean, I haven't from there, but I've, I've probably bought something from someplace problematic. I don't know. Yeah, so, you know, that's well, that's another conversation for another time, problematic <laughs> media and artists. And we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Fuck Woody Allen. Sorry, we'll come back to that. Oh. Not today. Sorry. Did you hear about uh, Roman Polanski? Uh, are they trying to get him arrested? Well, yeah. they're trying to extradite him. Um, so the Poland, apparently, I just read it, was... Uh, they're, I don't know what's going on in Poland, but they're like trying to... The government now is trying to fight the uh, denial of extradition. So, like, a judge or Supreme Court or whatever they have there denied the extradition, saying that it would be against his human rights because he would be confined. And uh, so they denied the extradition, and, and now the government's going back and saying they're trying to fight it. They're trying to get an appeal on it. They're, well, I mean... The things people will do, <laughs> the, the things people will do. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna get too deep into that because I, if I start talking about that, <laughs> this this podcast will go for another hour. So I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm, just right. I'm just gonna simplify it as Roman Polanski is a terrible person. Mm-hmm. He's a rapist. Woody Allen is a rapist. He's a terrible person. And I think we need to stop entertaining these people. I think we need to tell our actors, our young actors, say, hey, we have other older Hollywood heads who we can aspire to. We can we can work with Martin Scorsese. He's still around, and he hasn't done anything terrible as far as we know. Right. We should be working with him. He's, a, he's an old white guy. What about Francis Ford Coppola? <laughs> he's another old white guy. We should be working with him. We should we should go to him. Or um, Sofia Coppola. Or well, you, you got a lot of people who have issues with Sofia Coppola. I'm not going to get into that. Right, that's but, another hour. Yeah, but, but I just mean. Yeah, you know that's another person who, as far as I'm concerned, hasn't done anything too terrible. Other than enough, the fact that enough she, old white guys. Yeah, yeah, enough old white guys. Let's. let's, <laughs> let's all right. Let's... Sorry, hold on. Just to just to get into this brief tangent real quick. Enough old white guys. Because I love Martin Scorsese, I love Francis Ford Coppola. Um, I hope that they continue to make movies in their age. But I think it's time to start looking at other people, other young cats, other young people. Mm-hmm. Sofia Coppola is one of my favorites, obviously. But we got a lot of good young African American directors. Ryan Coogler, oh yeah, doing Black Panther, who did Creed, who did Fruitvale Station. Um, Ava DuVernay, um, Jada Prince by the Wood. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Um, you know, we got, we, we have people, Lexi Alexander. I was just going to say. <laughs> my heart and soul, Lexi Alexander. <laughs> she is, she is awesome. Beyond she, awesome. She is, honestly, she inspires me so much. <laughs> to just, not even just like on a, on a filmmaking level, because she is fearless. She'll do anything. Oh yeah. Uh, but just on a on a social front she you know she's not afraid to speak about many injustices within hollywood and within film and with within other places i feel like she needs she needs to to be represented a little bit more she's been doing television now she's been doing arrow supergirl she did an episode of limitless we need to bring her back to hollywood we need to bring her back and give her like a big budget project we need to apologize. We need to be uh, like, we're sorry. You mean, you mean like if Netflix makes a uh, Punisher spinoff, they, that, that maybe she'd be a good fit for that? Legsy Alexander would be perfect, <laughs> a perfect fit for the Punisher. Because she's been doing television now, so I think it yep. only makes sense that we bring back Legsy Alexander and be like, look, do the <laughs> Punisher television show. We all know you kick ass. You can probably be the stunt coordinator. Just do it. We, we need it. Um I just I just love her so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we we all do. I think, and uh, I, I think we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up there because I, I think we'll we'll have you back on for uh, something about movies and race and politics, and it'll probably last like eight hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right, sure. Uh, just to wrap it up, um, and just to fill you in on some knowledge, I want to give you some homework. All right, uh, just for music, um, just because I want you to 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 really 
get into K-pop just a little <laughs> bit. I just just a little bit. So um, definitely check out Luna's mini album called Free Somebody. It's definitely really good. Um, Jung Hyun's She Is. It's another good, another good album. And be on the lookout for EXO's comeback album, which is coming out June 8th. So I just want to plug that in there really quick because they're a group that I really do enjoy. I think most people need to listen to them. Their last album, Exodus, was fantastic. Um, their first album was really good. They got a lot of good tracks. I think more people need to know about them. So I just thought I'd throw that in there real quick before we close out. All right. Well, hey, well, thank you so much, Amir, for uh, for being on today. No, I, I'm always happy to be on and talking with you. Uh, we definitely have to do more of these, uh, so I look forward to the movie episode. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone, look out for that. It's gonna, it's gonna hit whenever, uh, whenever we get a chance. <laughs> all right, so take it easy, Tom. All right, see ya. Thank you all so much for listening to the Metal Loud podcast. Hopefully, again, this will be back to a weekly thing. Like I said, I went through a fairly big change, and that's why there was. Uh, no podcast last week, and uh, again, I appreciate you guys sticking with me, but that's it for now, and don't forget to go visit the website, stay up to date with all things Metal Loud.